You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. So I was wanting to look at growing in 2017 today. What kind of growth do you want the Lord to do for you? Or I guess a better way of asking that is, why don't you ask the Lord how he wants to grow you in 2017? Obviously, the, the School of Kingdom Ministry is a wonderful way to get stretched and opportunities for growth. But there's other ways that the Lord wants to grow us as well. So growth in 2017 is, is something that's deep on my heart. I think we're going to have a lot of wonderful opportunities. Sometimes to grow, we've got to, get a, we, we've got to, to change the landscape so that we can grow. Sometimes we got walls and we got fences and, and we're landlocked and, and there's no place to grow. And so the Lord wants to, to expand. He wants to expand those things that would, that would restrict us and, and hold us in. Other times, you know, he, he wants us to go deeper. And so he's, he's got to do a little fertilizing. He's got to do some cultivating. He's got to really get the soil enriched so that it could hold the roots so that you can produce something in 2017 and the rest of your life that's going to produce a lot, a lot, a lot of fruit. Anybody want to be fruitful? Yeah, let's increase our fruit, Lord. Indeed. So let's look at Colossians 3. You know that Colossians has been wonderfully placed on my heart. I thank the Lord for it. The Passion Translation. Christ's resurrection from the dead is your resurrection too. Now tell that to your neighbor. They need to hear good news. Ashley, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. You didn't have a neighbor, man. I was feeling bad for you. Man, what, what a way to start off chapter 3. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned, at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities, and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God, as you live within the anointed one. And every time Christ is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. Verse 10. For your new creation life is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. In this new creation life, Your nationality makes no difference, or your ethnicity, education, or economic status. They matter nothing, for it is Christ that means everything, as he lives in every one of us. You are always and dearly loved by God, so put on the garment of the virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others and be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate weakness of those in 
the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way as you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of maturity. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for sending Jesus the word lived and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory full of grace and truth. And we just say, Jesus, right now, we ask that you would release your Holy Spirit so that the word that you have spoken through Paul to the church at Colossae would not just be a historical document, but it would be a living epistle written in our hearts, that it would have power to transform, that it would have power to renew, that it would have power to change for all eternity these moments. May we experience the fullness of your kingdom. Amen. Lord have mercy. Mm -mm -mm. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. That is good news. You notice how Paul starts chapter 3. He, he, he's starting as he's presenting all this stuff, getting to the new creation life that we have. He starts with resurrection. He starts with the resurrection of Jesus as, as pivotal and foundational for us to live the new creation life. And so here we start with, with resurrection. To realize that the power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. You know, I think of where he writes to the Philippians, oh, that I might know the power of his resurrection. Wow. He starts there. And then he gets into the fellowship of his sufferings. Doesn't that make you happy? It begins with the power of resurrection. If you don't have resurrection power, it's very difficult to really fully understand the new creation life that he has for us. And so there we have it. He says, this new resurrection identity of identifying with Christ in his resurrection, now we're raised with Christ. This is what the effect of that has upon us. One, our desires change. He says, yearn all that is above where Christ sits, the place of power, honor, and authority. You start to yearn for that. You know, when we're walking in our trespasses and sins, before we became a believer, we never thought of, of knowing that, of really longing and yearning for that kind of reality. And so we find right here, just amazing that we begin to yearn, we begin to desire for that which is above. We start to get heavenly minded. We start to think about that. I don't know, I remember we had a, 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 a very wonderful way of poo-pooing all those that were so heavenly minded that they were no earthly good. Anybody ever hear that expression? Yeah. yeah. It's for those people that are so spiritual and yet they don't have enough sense to get out of the rain. And when I fall down, they forget to help me. And, but that's not what this is saying. Matter of fact, I think it's just the opposite. The more heavenly minded you are, the more earthly good you will be. The more your mind is really 
connected and you're, and you're getting your downloads and you're, you're looking into heaven and you're seeing the reality that's there where God reigns, where Jesus is at the right hand, has all honor, authority, and power. When you start to connect there, then you have something to draw upon as we pray on earth as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come. And as we, as we connect with that, I believe that how the enemy has used that little proverbial expression is, is just diabolical. The more heavenly minded you are, the more earthly good you will be. The more you will be in a position to help people with real problems, with real troubles, with real heartache, with real hang-ups, habits, hurts, you'll be able to help because you are drawing on resources that are not of this earth. You're drawing on resources that's from above and from those resources, you have something to give. And so he begins with resurrection. We are raised and so now we have the ability because we've been raised with Christ, we have the ability to start desiring the things from heaven. We, we can yearn for those things. And he says, feast on the treasures of the heavenly realm. Okay, you didn't know it, but you came to a banquet this morning. You know, in the spirit, the heavenly father has presented something that will blow golden corral right out the water. You, oh. you've, got, you've got a heavenly buffet set before you today that he invites you to treasure, to treasure, to feast upon these treasures. Oh, which one are you gonna go for first? I mean, there it is. Just, just kind of let the Spirit show you everything that's on the agenda. What are you going to feast on first? No, we don't sleep until we're full. After we've eaten, then, then you could take a nap if you need to. Let's feast on the treasures of the heavenly realm. I don't know what, what you're looking at. Some of us will be looking at His mercy. Oh, the mercy meat. Let's chew into that. Yes. Let's realize that his mercies are new from this day for all eternity. They're new every day. There's something of his mercies that you'll never exhaust. And some of us may be deceived into thinking, well, I don't need his mercy. I'm fully without need of mercy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his mercies are new every Every day. I'm still swimming in the, in the mercies. As he's called me to examine his heart, I have never gotten out of the mercy chamber. I swim in, in the mercies of the Lord every day. His mercies are new. They're wonderful. They're inexhaustible. They're amazing. What are you going to feast on first? Let's feast. And then fill your thoughts with heavenly realities, not the natural realm distractions. Okay? Man, some of you have, have jobs and you use your brains when you get to work and you are amazing. You're just absolutely amazing and praise God for the gifts and graces and the favor that he's put on you in the, in the corporate world, in your workplace. Praise the Lord for that. But I find that as I start feasting on things, the heavenly realities. I want to think about those things. I want to meditate on them. I want to in, 
just kind of digest slowly the truths of his mercies, of those things that he has for us in heaven. I guess we can blame it on Paul, and we can blame it on those who preach Paul, because I've, as a kid, I remember hearing someone preach that there are all these treasures that are in a treasure room, a storeroom for us in heaven. And when we get to heaven, we're going to be amazed at what's in that treasure room that we had access while we were on earth, but we never appropriated. We never drew upon those things. And if you've never understood that, I hope today you will be enlightened. I never want to get to heaven and find out that all this stuff that would really, really help me on earth, that somehow I was unaware was available, I thought I had to wait till I got to heaven and then I could go enjoy them. No, these are things that are yours for us here on earth that we got to have access. We've got to, to learn how to appropriate and to make a part of our life. They're strategically designed to release the fullness of the revelation of God and his kingdom in the earth. And so we got, we got, to, we got to start looking up the things above. We got to ask the Holy Spirit to show us what is it that the Father has placed in that domain that's reserved for me that I'm supposed to be drawing upon down to earth. Mm. Right on. Fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. Don't get distracted with the natural realm. Man, I, 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 I you know, sometimes I, I really think I'm really doing really well. And then all of a sudden, um, all this week we came across this guy that's talking about the, the millennials and how they are so attached to their social media and to their phones and their iPads and all this kind of stuff. And they're always, and, and conviction just started coming, you know. Never shame. Holy Spirit, I, I am so glad. I haven't been ashamed in I don't know how long. Even when I've done things that I should be shamed of, I, I'm not getting shamed. And, and it's just like, okay. But he, he, you know, the conviction of the Lord, I was convicted. I thought, man, yeah, I do that. You know, we're out right after church. We go out, if we go out to eat, the ladies, the table's having conversation. And I'm thinking, I wonder what the football scores are. Here's my ESPN app. And let's see who's winning. Oh, Purdue lost. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, you won. Oh, no. <laughs> Notre Dame. You know, and you go through those things. But I'm amazed at how much of that stuff becomes a distraction. Matter of fact, this guy that was, if you go to, if you're a friend of mine, go to my posts on Facebook and go down, you'll see it's not a Christian thing. He's just talking about from the corporate world how millennials function and stuff like that. And he had some really, I thought some really gems on what to do. One of the things he said, you should never have your phone next to your bed when you go to bed at night. Because what happens when you wake up? For me, oftentimes what happens is I'm asleep and somebody's trying to get a hold of the pastor. Mm, mm, mm. And, and so I go there and then I look at that and then I think, oh, well, oh gosh, I've got 20 
emails. Let's see what they are. Go through that. And, and before you know it, your, your, your day has been started with a plethora of social media and not heavenly media. And you, he said you should always put your cell phone and charge your cell phone in the living room, in a room other than your bedroom. I thought, okay, this is kind of interesting. But then, you know, we say, but I use mine for an alarm clock. Yeah. You know, I, I use mine for my alarm clock. To which he replied, you can buy an alarm clock for $5. <laughs> You know, he's, he's taken away all our things. But, you know, I thought, huh. And some of us say, but I use mine for the white noise app so that I can sleep without hearing my spouse snore. That's what Debbie would say. Uh-huh. So we, we, we have all sorts of things. But if we're really going to feast and fill our minds with things above, there may be some practical things that the Holy Spirit will breathe on of, of just changing your routine so that you can start the day fully conscious of heaven, of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who loves you and desires to be with you intimately from your first moment. Actually, they've been with you all through the night. And, and I hope you're still praying the prayer that I've been encouraging us all to pray that when we put our head on the pillow, we invite the affection blanket, the blanket of affection of the Father to rest upon us. We give the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus absolute full permission to take out of us anything that needs to be taken out and put in anything that needs to be put in. And where we got our wires crossed, the uncrisscross our wires. And put your head on the pillow and go to sleep. When you wake up, worship Him. Let your mind go straight to heaven. Don't, don't get bombarded. It's amazing because I hear this from all different streams in the body of Christ. Uh, I don't know if I can quote this right, but Pete Scazzaro, in, in his Emotional Healthy Spirituality, he sent out an email, and, and, and part of it was waking up and saying, Lord, what is it that you would want to say to me today? And start there. And for most of us, especially if you're above 60, you might want to have a pen so you can write it down because by lunch you will have forgotten what he said. <laughs> so, so write it down. Let's start becoming a journaling, a, a journaling disciple and, and just write down. You don't have to get all flowery, but just put down so that you remember the essence of what he says and embrace it and then get up and... and Continue to fellowship with him. You can fellowship with the Lord in the shower, you know. Wow. I love, I love uh, Ashley's testimony last week of joy in the shower. Yeah. Shower is a great place of joy. Great, and a great place to, to have joy revealed to you. And, uh, wow, enjoy that. I got this new album that the worship team's working on, Let There Be Light from Hillsong. Is that right, Hillsong? And so I got my little shower speaker that hooks right up there on the little soap caddy. And man, we are jamming with Jesus in the shower. Rock on. Just fill, let it fill you up and enjoy it. All sorts of ways to commune with the Lord. You don't have to think that you have to be in some kind of uh, special bodily formation, uh, position in, in order to connect with the Lord. 
Matter of fact, you ought to be practicing communing and connecting with the Lord in all sorts of different environments and just see how he wants to to bless you in that. Then he goes to the crucifixion. And my time's already gone, but real quickly. We see that the resurrection gives us desire to yearn, to feast, and to fill. The crucifixion gets us to sever the tie with, with this old life that we used to live. It helps us to discover the true life of who we, who we truly are, hidden in God, live with the anointed one. There it says, your crucifixion with Christ has severed the ties to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God. As you live within the anointed one. So once again, I, I feel sometimes that I'm, I'm repeating myself too much, but I don't think you can. Christ in you is the hope of glory. He lives in you. The love that the Father has for Jesus, he has for you. Jesus is in you. Jesus is in the Father. The Father's in Jesus, and Jesus is in you. So guess what? You get Jesus, you get the, everything. Everything you need. And learning to, to really meditate. If, if I could get you to just wake up and not go to your phone and your apps and your and just, just say, Jesus, how do you want to reveal yourself to me? Because you're my everything and you live in me. And how do you want to live in me today? What is it that you want to do? Am I, am I holding tight, too tight to one area of my life? Are you wanting to lose it? Are you wanting to, to, to give me a download today of... You know, who's going to come into the flower shop that I might need to bless and, and all this kind of stuff because you are an amazing blessing. And just connect with him. And how do you want to manifest the reality that you live in me today? Is it with my spouse, my children, my employer? Mm. Or yourself? He might want you to be nice to you today. That would be good. He says, every time that Christ is seen for who he really is, guess what? You get a picture of who you really are. Wow. What? Every time you're going through the day and all of a sudden you see Jesus show up, you get to see who you are in Christ. Now that's worth the price of admission today. Yeah. I know right now if you, if you had your checkbook with you, you'd put another zero on that check <laughs> because you just say that's too good. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing that the more we see Jesus, the more we see ourselves, And that's the essence of, of Sarah's testimony about Sockham. Because identity is, is really, really important. And if we get our identity from our wounds, if we get our identity from our disappointments, from our rejections, from the ones who have abandoned us, we get our identity from anyone except for the one who loves us for all eternity and gave his life for us. We're building on a false identity. It's not true. And when you see Jesus, wow, you get a new revelation of who you are. Makes me want to see more. Lord, reveal yourself. Let me see you in all your glory. I want to see the glory of Jesus because it's a shared glory that he gives to us.
We get to participate in that. We'll save the new creation life for next week. But boy, that's good. You can look at this. If you haven't got the Passion Translation, uh, you may want to pick it up. It may not be for everybody, but you may want to. Um, right now, it's, it's sold in increments. I don't know what the Christian bookstores have, but you could check on that. I do most of my Amazon purchases and read it off of my, my iPad. But it's amazing. It's amazing. I find that some of the, uh, the NIV and, and those, they're, they're wonderful. They're, they're excellent translations, versions. This is a translation, so you're just going to get Brian Simmons' take on the Hebrew and the Greek, going back to the uh, original manuscripts as much as they can do that. And uh, just really rich, just really rich. I love the way he translates Paul. It does something. My spirit does backflips. It just is so amazing. So Holy Spirit, we just want to pause right now and just invite you to come. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would start attaching us to truth about who we are. That you would start attaching us to the reality of resurrection. <laughs> and cause us to be attached to Jesus who sits in the place of power, honor, and authority. Help us to, to connect with Jesus in a way that we long to connect. I pray that you help us to understand the power of the crucifixion that gives us the ability to be completely severed from, from our, our sinful tendencies. Not that we're sinless, not that we're perfected in a moment, but Lord, our desires are changed. We start to, we, we desire for heaven. We desire more of you to be revealed in us. And so release that. Release the severing power of being identified in the crucifixion of Jesus. Free us. Hmm. So, Holy Spirit, I pray that this week would be a week of transformation, that we would grow, <clears throat> that in the morning time that we would be so connected with your heart, with our hearts.
the Lord's shown me a few things. Ken saw a battle axe that was up in your in your locker in heaven that the Lord was wanting to release to you on the earth today. There's some things that are it's going to take more than a sword. It's going to take more than a hammer. It's going to take a battle axe. And he's given you a battle axe. And he says, you are mighty and strong. And it's time to knock down the door. It's time to knock down anything that comes, uh, that keeps you, your family, from getting where he wants you to be. And uh, there's a sense in which it's for obstructions that's keeping you from getting to where you're supposed to be, but it's also to protect as, as, as evil comes and tries to do harm. You've got an ax that is powerful. You've got a weapon that can do a lot of damage in the kingdom of darkness. And Lisa, he says, you're Dorcas. And if you don't know Dorcas in the New Testament in Acts, she died and came back to life. But everybody, everybody honored her because of her acts of kindness. She was known throughout the community, not just in the church, but throughout the community for all the things that she had done. And it means a, a gift. And you are a gift from God. And he wants to continue to flow through you in ways that's touching so many different people in mercy, mercy, merciful ways. Yeah, he loves you. He's very pleased with you. He, he really, really loves you. Yeah. Anybody else receive anything? If you did, make sure you share it with the one that the Lord gives to you. I love it when the Lord gives us a word, a picture. Hmm. I saw a, a trumpet, a gold, a gold trumpet, not a brass trumpet, but a gold trumpet in heaven and it was no longer in heaven because it was coming to the earth and Chuck you were the you were the one that was the recipient of this trumpet and that you are going to be trumpeting the kingdom with a, a pure gold I don't know if gold gives better sound than brass but go for it brother yeah yeah indeed indeed God bless you. I have one, one word. Yes. This is for everyone who's still thinking about soccer. I'm going to read this from Ephesians chapter 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. <laughs> For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. If there's anyone that doesn't feel that 100%, I'm going to suggest that you think about Sodom. Because in that identity, you will release every spiritual blessing of heaven to others. And I'm just going to ask that you pray about this. Don't just pass it on. Thoughtfully pray. And I know that you're going to get a nudge. Accept the nudge, and we'll see you next week at four. <laughs> That's a good trumpet note there. That's it.
I just kept hearing, listen. All his children need to open their hearts and just listen. He's there around you, near you, comforting you, holding you. And you cry out to him, but you forget to listen. Just be still and listen. He is there and he has the answer. You just have to listen for it. Amen. If you have a, a need, feel free to come forward. We'd love to pray for you. Um, I believe there's a new level of healing that's being released uh, to us. And so let's not be, uh, let's not neglect praying for one another for healing. Okay? Um, let's pray for the babies. Lord, we pray for Maddie. We pray for Fletcher. Uh, we pray for Devi. And we pray for Zoe, even though Zoe's not here. And Rayleigh. And we lift these precious little ones up to you, Jesus. We pray, Lord, that we would live in the light as you are in the light, in the presence of these little ones, which would cause them to see you and to know you and to be one with you. Uh, so early that we would be amazed. We'd be amazed at their oneness with you. So we say thank you for today. Let your peace be upon us. And may we go with the assurance of that the risen Lord is living in us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you have need, feel free to come forward. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.